Welcome to Story Talking with Laksh. My name is Laksh Tatha. And if you're listening to this on an app that I don't know about, you need to tell me. Because apparently, uh, two-thirds of our listeners, my listeners, the show's listeners, are coming from apps that I don't use. Which I didn't even know about until like right before I started recording this. So, send me a message on, I don't know, Launchora, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Tell me where you're listening to this, because that's very important to me, to know what to adapt to, I guess. Um, well, actually, no, I will tell you the truth. The reason that I don't know what those apps are is because the tracking system that tells me, it tells me if people listen to this on Apple, Spotify, Google, and I think everything else it says other. So for you, that could be uh, CastBox, that could be Himalaya, that could be Radio Public, that could be Pocket Cast, that could be, there's like 20 uh, podcast apps out there. So, oh, that reminds me, I should tell you, two of the podcasts that uh, we produce at Launchora now have another new home, which is the GeoSavan app. If you are someone who lives in India or is of Indian origin, you know GeoSavan is a music app, but there are also many podcasts available there. Well, by many, I mean, you know, a few and uh, I'm very happy that my podcast, uh, Story Talking with Laksh, as well as the other podcast that we produce on Launchora called the Visionary Podcast, is now available on GeoSavan as well. So if you already have the app, it's a free app. You just go into search and you type Story Talking or you type Laksh or you type Visionary and uh, you'll see those podcasts. Now... Spotify, so if you know what Spotify is, then you know what Savan is, because they're, you know, both music apps that have podcasts. So that's that. So yeah, if you're listening to this on Savan, I found out that we were on this app called Hubhopper that uh, I didn't know about, but this podcast is available there. And we did have a few listens, not a lot. I mean, I mean, this episode, this show maybe had like 40, 50 listens on, on, from that app. I didn't even know about that. So good to know. First-time listeners, welcome to my show where I talk about stories, I talk about how I come up with them, and I should probably have told you before that I write stories. I am working on something right now which is called an audio play show where every episode is going to be a new story and you'll hear the story through the characters talking. The entire Every episode is going to be just two people or three people, or four people, just people talking. That's kind of what I like to do. I like to write talking. Uh, pretty much why this show is called Story Talking. And um, one of the things that I was actually thinking about right before I started recording this episode is that it's been 15, well, 16 days since the last episode. And if you've heard the show before, you know that we're almost close to 100. This is episode 95 overall. And in the seasonal structure that I've created for 2019, this is episode 27 of season 2. 
Now, the key reason for my absence and for me, again, skipping a week, which I've done a little bit this year, was because in these 15 days, I did not write anything. And that's, well, there are a few reasons for that, but you should know that if I'm not working on this podcast, that means I'm working on other podcasts, which is good news for you because then you don't only get to experience listening to me doing this, but then you can also listen to me doing other shows, which I'm currently working on. So that kept me distracted. There were a lot of other uh, non-writing work things that I was involved in these past two weeks. So because of the pressure I put myself on, put on myself because of the 100 episodes that I want to complete by the time I turned 30, which is in 30 days, um, last night, I did what regular listeners will be used to by now. I went to my favorite little uh, bar near near the workplace, and I sat down and I decided to start typing. And I found this to be... I'll tell you how I'm able to do it, so that if you ever feel like, oh, you know, whenever I try to sit down and write, nothing happens. How come you're able to do that, Laksh? Um, I really need to be in the right headspace to be able to be uh, creative like that, just on a whim. And it also helps that I tell myself, oh, I haven't done an episode in two weeks, this is bad. I need to get to 100, and I need every episode to be good and worthy of your time. And even though, you know, to be honest, I don't hear a lot of complaints... Uh, so I appreciate you not complaining and saying nice things. That's always great. But so one of the real reasons I was not worried about writing during these two weeks was because of all the other stuff that was also on the plate. But also because with Play Me Life, which is the name of the show, the audio play show that uh, I'm writing for new listeners, uh, I've already done six scripts, and I had told myself initially that when I'm done with six, I'll start I'll start focusing less on writing and more on getting the process started to start making it. But because of the other three uh, three shows that I can tell you about. Um, that I am currently working on, it hasn't helped uh, the progress being shifted to um, being worked on uh, for Play Me Life. So that also made me a little lazy about writing. But anyway, last night I felt like it was time to not uh, lose whatever i found in uh in the in the last story which is something that you uh if you heard the last episode you'll know i had a story that i was able to put together very quickly it's pretty much do three days of writing and uh a good total of uh you know a few hours maybe maybe eight or yeah maybe eight or ten hours in terms of uh proper writing over the course of three days so I felt like 
last night I knew I had um, the time to give myself the, a little block, a little couple hours to start working on something new. So I ended up at this place that I really like where, I'll be honest, it was the same place where I went for EDA 45 Minutes, which was the name of the last story. And I sat down and I just started thinking of what is the premise of Play Me Life? What is the idea that I keep wanting to go back to? And if you have read anything I've I've written or if you've heard me talk before, you know that uh, ideas, stories don't come to me in that, oh, that's a story I want to tell. Let's explore that in, you know, that way. It it really is super abstract. In the case of the story I'm working on uh, right now that I started last night, it was what is an aspect or relationship that I've not looked at in these first six stories. And one that popped up immediately was a parent and child story. Because if I'm saying that this show is you, is you going to be hearing life and if you're going to be expecting me to tell you real stories, how can I ignore a, a, a relationship that most anyone, you know, most people who are lucky to have their parents around, why would I not want to explore that? So then the idea came, is it a father-son duo? Is it a mother-son duo? Is it a mother-daughter duo? Is it a father-daughter duo? Uh, all of that for me is less about whose voices I want to create or encapsulate because at at, at the first stage, uh, none of these people exist. So deciding to write about a father and a son is not about me being like, oh, why can't I write a daughter's voice or something? That's, I don't think like that. that. For me, it's more about what is the thing they're going to be talking about? And that kind of then defines, in a way, their their role and their dynamic. So in this scenario, I wanted to explore a child, uh, a grown-up child, someone possibly around my age, uh, having a conversation with a parent where they are telling that parent that I'm about to move out of the house to go live in with the person that I'm seeing. So in order to explore that, I just figured that usually uh, if a guy's having that conversation, who is he going to tell first? If a girl is having that conversation, who is she going to tell first? Is that something you sit down both parents about? Uh, and I didn't want to do, I immediately realized I didn't want to do one child and two parents because then you end up missing out on a lot of uh, deep moments, in my opinion, on when you start exploring the characters. Because when it's just two people, they one person... It's like, first of all, I didn't want to confuse... I don't want to confuse people with three voices happening at the same time. It's easier to keep track of two voices. Um, I also just felt like... If I were to have this girl uh, or guy sit with both parents, it may end up being a, 
a conversation that may not finish in in 30 minutes and in order for me to justify writing about something like this i know there has to be a deeper layer to this conversation it's not just about this person saying to their parent that i'm going to leave at the house it has to be more so something very funny happened right then i just wrote a title it's and the title was dad we need to talk and that already to me signifies a little bit of a seriousness to how this child is approaching their parent that this is something i need to just get it i need to get this done i need to tell the, i need to tell my dad what's happening so i came up with the idea of it being a girl and a father and i started writing just the first sentence and the first sentence immediately came out to be the girl waiting for the dad to get there and just speaking to herself just under her breath really uh where you're just hearing her talk to herself being like just do it just get it over with rip the bandaid as soon as he walks and you're going to tell him and that immediately told me what the well what place she's coming from as she's joining this uh so she's about to start this conversation with her dad it tells me that she is reluctant to do it she has probably tried to do it before and not been able to and once i wrote that i started thinking of okay what could be the reason for why this person is reluctant to tell her dad that this is happening and then i explored a few possibilities um one of my first uh, thoughts was oh maybe she is going to tell this parent her dad that she's moving in with her partner who is a girl and then i realized that i don't want to muddle in a coming out to a parent thing with the moving out thing that's just a bit it to me just felt a bit too dramatic and not super lifey you know <laughs> not super lifey i just realized that sounds like uh the life of a superhero no so i didn't feel like exploring that just yet and uh it, to me it felt like it's better if it's uh just a normal the main her main agenda today is to tell her dad that dad I have to move out of the house and and move on and then when that idea came into my head of moving on i immediately got this urge to and i'm going to say this without i i hope this is never taken out of context or chopped up separately from what i'm about to say I had this sudden urge to kill the mother. Uh and I know I I just made that sound like I was, you know, being dramatic. But I realized that the dynamic that I want to explore is there if the daughter and the father are living together and the mother died, you know, just a few years ago or at some time ago. And now she has to not only tell her dad that she's moving in with her boyfriend, but she's leaving her father alone uh after the mother already left both of them so that became even more interesting and it felt like a really interesting backstory to give to these two people sitting at this uh dinner and she chooses a public place so that it isn't at home because she feels like i mean i'm realizing this now why i chose a restaurant 
I guess she feels that if she does it at home, the, it's like the mother isn't there. And if they do it in a restaurant, it'll be easier for her to do because she won't feel the guilt of her mother looking at, at her and being like, you're going to leave your father like this uh, and you're not even getting married and all that. So, yeah, that's something that just popped up. So I started working on this and uh, as you may recall from a few episodes ago, I think episode 91 or 92, it was called The Scene List and I talked about how a couple of stories ago it really helped me uh, to stay on point and be productive and be creative in a short amount of time by just coming up with ideas for scenes and just creating a scene list. Even though these audio plays are practically one act plays they're not people aren't moving locations and and not enough time is passing i like the idea of there being a scene list so that there's a progression and there's a goal setting that okay i need to cover these 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 conversations so in a way it's more of a conversation list so the first thing is is the hardest thing really can be if you've ever tried to write is the is not just the beginning. The beginning is greetings. You know, people are going to meet at dinner. So it's you're meeting your child, you're meeting your parent. You're going to greet each other. You're probably going to talk about a little bit about how their day was or about how work was. You're going. There's going to be a little bit of small talk. Small talk in the sense that the a parent and a and a child have. You know, it's not small talk. It's it's just I'm talking to my dad. So there's going to be that talk. The real hard thing then becomes. What is the first move of this conversation? So that gave me the the idea that I know she's walking in with an agenda. What if he is also walking in with some sort of an agenda? Something he wants to talk to her about. And what if before she can get to her thing, he ends up, ends up cutting her off and introducing that topic, which further uh, affects the dynamic that she was hoping um she was she was basically hoping to not get confrontational and for this to be resolved easily and uh deal with the repercussions slowly over time because isn't that something that we do we don't want to have the hard conversations all the time we're always actually trying to avoid the hard conversation for as long as possible so she's going to be coming in with this thing that I'm going to do this and then we'll just spend the rest of the dinner just talking it through and if it doesn't get worked out you know he's my dad i'm going to we're going to work it out he might be he might not like it he might be pissed he might have too many questions but i'm just going to get this done this way but then he introduces an idea and then she's totally thrown off and whatever he introduces only makes it harder for her to remain objective about her agenda and then that could spark off a conversation that she didn't want to have or something that was a, like a leftover conversation that's a good idea uh calling it a leftover conversation because isn't that something that we end up doing i mean imagine uh think about this if you've ever thought about writing conversations this is this is some you know another a piece of advice something that i try to be as good as i can be with when two people start talking and they've already known each other i mean in this case they've known each other for years they're not starting from scratch they already have a relationship a story 
together. We know that because, you know, they're, they're father and daughter. However, think of the last conversation you had with your parent or your sibling or your best friend. Do you ever really start off fully with a completely new conversation? Don't you have something or the other that comes up that is some from before, from like the day before or the morning off or or a week ago, whenever the last time you spoke to them, something must have happened that gets sometimes carried over. So that's where this idea came of there being a, a, a leftover conversation that he's going to walk in with thinking, that's what I want to talk to her about today. And instead, not only will they end up discussing that a little bit, but then she has to introduce her thing and she's only going to feel more guilty because of this conversation that she didn't want to have. And now she has to have the conversation she really wants to have and get it over with. So all of that is kind of what started happening yesterday. And um, I actually ended up not writing a lot of the beginning. I ended up just writing the titles of the conversations uh, and also a little questionnaire. I started building a little questionnaire to cover all the backstory. Uh, questions like, uh, let me just give you an example. Uh, questions like, does he know about the boyfriend before this meeting? Is is she introducing this boyfriend this way? Isn't that a bit unfair and a bit too, I'm going to get everything done? Like what? The decision isn't, is that the right thing to do? The decision is, can you justify that decision? So if she hasn't told him about the boyfriend before, uh, why? Why is this the time when she decides to open up about this thing? And uh, if in, in case he already does know about him, uh, does he like this boyfriend? Does he know that this person is her boyfriend or does he just ignore this relationship and assume that it's just another guy friend that she has? Um Another little question that popped up just from that question, a little sub-question started coming. Like, uh, does did this parent, did this dad have a messy first meeting with this guy? Because what happens is that when you mention a name to a family member or a friend and they have met that person before, as soon as you say that person's name, they immediately create a mental picture of an experience with that person. So... If they don't like that person, they are going to get affected and like they're going to have a different mood while listening to you talk about this person. If they really like that person, they'll brighten up. If they don't enjoy that person's company, they'll be like, oh, this person again. So that's something that uh, I wrote down as a question. I don't know the answer yet. Uh, then there's other things. Uh, how long has the mom been dead? This is just me like feeling no... Uh, no feelings for this person that I just decided to kill. Um, to be honest, I'll tell you why I decided to kill the mom. Um, I started writing what I thought would be like a close to the end scene, which is once they've res kind of resolved this conversation, uh, I felt like the dad is going to ask her, oh, have you, have you told your mom yet? Because he's going to be like, wait, are you telling me before your mom? And then I realized, oh, 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 what if, what if he's talking about her telling the mother because the mother's been dead 
and the daughter speaks to the mom you know in, in not in a in a ghost spiritual way but she talks aloud to her mom uh you know the way you talk into the air sometimes uh or to yourself so this is the dad asking that question instead of it being literally have you told your mom yet it's more like have you spoken to the imaginary version of your mother that doesn't exist so that's that was just a reaction to that and that from that came the idea what if the mom is actually dead so um another question that came up uh what does either character do for work this is something that has been really become more important to me to fully realize people to have them be living breathing creatures and for you as a listener to feel like you're just entering a conversation and then exiting by the time it's done like when you play you're entering a life and when you exit you're exiting the life they still continue existing after you're done listening to them so it's important for me to know a back story it's more for me for me to know uh what did this person do for work a uh, little bit of what have they been going through emotionally and or physically in um that day or that week or that month we know that grief is going to be a part of the conversation because both the daughter and the and the father will have experienced their own form of grief uh on losing the mom in the picture so i know that's going to be a part of it i also know because they're meeting in a in a in a public setting uh i decided that it it probably makes more sense for them to be a little bit distant because that's just adds a little bit more more things to resolve um so i decided that maybe they're both a little bit of workaholics uh the dad is close to retirement age which is only making the daughter feel a bit more guilty and uh the daughter and the dad practically don't even see each other that much anymore even though they live in the same house so one aspect that will end up coming up at some point i don't know when is we don't even see each other anymore and i wrote down this name of a scene where the dad's going to say i feel like we're roommates uh and the daughter's going to be like is that too bad uh cuz then it's easier to leave you if we are roommates ah oh, that's so mean so there's just like yeah i have other scenes that i can tell you what they're called i don't i can't tell you what they are cuz i don't know Uh, I have other scenes called "I Need You to Like Him." That's the daughter talking to the dad. There's another scene called "Seasoned Boxers," which um, not boxers as in as in underwear, but boxers as in two people who fight and wear gloves. Uh, that's the scene where uh, the daughter and the dad will be having a little heart to heart about the daughter's relationship with the mother. Uh, she's gonna talk about how she felt like. she and her mom uh were seasoned boxers they were worthy adver- adversaries in uh their conversations because they had a little bit of a unique con- unique relationship like any i mean i've i have a different relationship with my dad than i do with my mom same goes for people in my family everyone has a different relationship with each other no one has the same relationship twice uh with the same person or with different people so you get the point So that's going to be seen and then another scene which uh kind of prompted the whole uh mother being dead thing 
It's called ghosting and dating. So you have that to look forward to. And I have to look forward to writing it as well. Um, the reason that I felt a different sort of excitement writing this yesterday, because I started realizing that every time um, I start typing, I feel like I'm I'm sort of looking at a blank uh, map. And I'm creating all these scenes which and, and conversations which are really like locations on the map, like landmarks or literally, you know, I'm building SimCity or something. And then the dialogues and the transitions are the roads and the highways and, and all of that that connects all these things together. But in the beginning, especially like last night when I was starting when I started working on this, I have no idea how it all really connects. Like I can can I can start I can build two buildings on this map. I can build two locations and I can build a bridge that connects them, but I don't know if those two buildings belong right there and I don't know if the bridge should be between these two buildings. What if that building belongs better next to that park and the bridge needs to be to the park instead of that. So all of that ends up feeling really uh, fun to figure out, really interesting to figure out. And it, and in the moment while you're doing it, it, it just feels like you're, you're there, you know, because when you, as, as a, as a audience member, when you watch or you read a story, People like me and people, you know, if you're a storyteller, people like you, we are trying to take you someplace. We want to show you something and we want you to experience something. I mean, of course, first we kind of need to convince you to come along for the ride. And then we need to convince you to stay. And this world that we're making up, if this, it's, this, it's this fully realized map. It's the map that's been finished. And people like me... Some of us are tempted to show you how we made the place vis-a-vis -vis this show. But unless you like the stuff, that stuff, that like I do, you don't really care about how this city was made, this map, everything on the map. You don't care how it was figured out. You just want to enjoy the experience as an audience member. I mean, sort of like Disneyland. So you, when, you, when you get to Disneyland, they, they hand you this map. And it's just so exciting. You get there and there's literally a map telling you where to go and what all you can do to live this this amazing day-long or weekend-long adventure. And you you realize that, oh, someone has taken care of the planning already for me. Someone already has made up a story that I'm going to live today. And some people, you know, people like me who... And, and, and if you're listening to me talk about this, people like you... We're probably the same kind of people because we want to know the history of how this map was created. We want to know exactly why something is where. But people only care about the how and the why if they like the what. If they don't care for the story they're experiencing, they're not going to care about how that story got created. So I realize now that I'm telling you all these stories of how and why I make these stories... But all of that will probably mean nothing if you don't like the end product when you listen to it. 
And if you don't like the place I'm taking you to, you're not going to maybe enjoy the experience that I'm going to give you. And that's where all of this can really, I mean, I know I'm, I hate to sound like I'm becoming a downer about this, but I think it's important to feel that it's important to know that what you're creating, uh, people may not like it. People may not even watch it. People may not listen to it. But does that affect you from creating it? Do you still want to make it? Because if the answer is no, that if the answer is yes, that affects it. Uh, and no, you still don't want to make it. Then you know that this isn't something that you should be spending your time on. If the person who you want to give the map to and be like, here, this is, this is your experience now. If you care so much about that experience of handing over the map and having them experience it, then perhaps you need to really work hard on what is on that map first. Because making the map and figuring out how it all works out and whether everything ends up being a living, breathing world, that should be the exciting part. That should be the first fun thing you get out of this. And then handing it over, giving it to someone, having them experience it, that is that is like happiness twice. But the first person that has to live in that world has to be you. And that's all that really matters at this stage when you're, when you're coming up with something. You know, um, this is something that I was thinking about. Movies used to be called uh, the talkies. Because before, they were just movies, literally moving images, without any dialogue. And I realized this. Uh, I would have probably not have done well as a writer back then, you know, like a hundred years ago, uh, Charlie Chaplin and before, because all I care about is the talkies, just the talking, not so much the moving, which I'm, I'm hoping works well in my favor now that I'm writing all these audio plays. So, yeah, that's, um, that's to show you what I've been working on now. Um, I do plan to work on this story soon. Uh, I am going to literally have to do it because I need to get an episode out because I, I, I'm in, I'm, I'm happy with that arrangement that I'm making with myself in terms of my schedule. Um, that writing happens before story talking and story talking is talking, talking happens because of the writing. So right now time is a wheel writing and story talking are all just circular reference to each other. Uh, that's, that's how I'm feeling about it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll be back in the next one and probably most probably it'll be, um, a continuation of this story of where I take it next, what decisions I made, um, what ends up being the challenge of it and how I do it. So if you enjoyed this, uh, you will probably like that one too or not, you know, it's, it's your experience. I'm just helping you navigate it. Thank you for listening.